Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Chaser Report, news you can't trust. I'm Charles Firth and joining me today are Andrew Hansen and Dom Knight. And a big thing that happened this week was the government launched the COVID Safe app. Yes, that's right. Australia is now officially living in a surveillance state. And it seems like everyone's been pretty willing to just um, give up all their civil liberties if it means spending any less time with their families. That's uh, that's really heartening. Uh, Andrew, did you did you install the app? Look, I did, Charles. I've got a, I mean, I've got a couple of issues with it myself. Mostly it's a bit of a boring app, I find. I mean, if they really want people to come back to this app it mm. needs to be a bit more fun it's just a screen mm. with some text on it you know i think it needs at least a, a version of snake or something that we could play yeah, or yeah. some reason to open it up again or, or even better still i was thinking if if it could be more like pokemon go i reckon it could be like because you know it's supposed to tell you if you've walked past somebody who has the virus mm. so you yeah. should be able to walk around with the thing open and shine it around and anybody who's walking past should show up on your phone as, as, as kind of like a zombie or something, yeah. a really scary-looking person, and, you know, maybe you could throw a, a, a ball at them. Mm. I don't know about Pokemon, Andrew. I mean, the slogan of Pokemon is got to catch them all. I'm not sure that that's... Oh, okay, <laughs> maybe right. that doesn't work so well then, yeah. <laughs> I haven't installed it. There's no need for me to get COVID safe because, I mean, whenever I walk outside, people run away screaming anyway. You must yeah, be very I, used to people yeah. crossing the street to avoid you, your company. Actually, now there's a reason I feel a lot more popular. Anyway, coming up, Andrew Hansen takes us on another journey through the sincere world of celebrity isolation videos. And Dom reviews Pete Evans's biocharger machine, the one that he got fined a whole lot of money for after he said it cured the coronavirus. It's amazing. It is amazing. That, that, I'm looking forward to that. But first, let's check in with Rebecca Dayanamino for the latest Chaser News headlines. Serial adulterer Barnaby Joyce has come out against the government's new app that details exactly who you've had intimate contact with in the past 21 days, to the surprise of absolutely no one. Although he won't use the app, Mr Joyce has offered to give up sleeping with all members of his staff until the virus has subsided, or Wednesday, whichever comes first. North Korean President Kim Jong-un has been declared brain dead after he subscribed to the Herald Sun newspaper. Doctors were first alerted to the dictator's mental decline after he was seen nodding at an Andrew Bolt column. Moments after he was declared brain dead, he was drafted into the NRL. The United Nations has unanimously voted to end 2020 effective immediately. The motion was originally proposed by Australia in early January following the bushfires, floods, hail, drought and Bunnings halting the sale of sausages, but was defeated back then so we didn't miss out on the new James Bond movie in March. 2021 will begin from midnight tonight. That's the Chaser Report headlines, news you can't trust. Thanks, Beck. Hey, Beck, you live in Sydney. Are you looking forward to today's easing of the restrictions up there? 
yep, now I can go back to not going out voluntarily. Well, it is Sydney. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. So everyone's talking about this COVID safe app that we're all supposed to download onto our phones so it can track our every move. It'd be interesting to have a look at some of the other apps that you can get related to the coronavirus. So I, I went to the Apple uh, App Store this week and turns out actually there are very, very few COVID-related <laughs> apps. You can actually, like, the only ones that are allowed on the bloody Apple App Store because they're all, you know, official and everything like that, are these certified ones from proper Ugh. medical establishments. It's, it's a real disaster. How boring. I know. It's really boring. What did you find? Well, I found one. I found one app mm. that seems to have got through that is totally dodgy and worth downloading. <laughs> Is that the Australian government's it's one? It's called COVID Safe. No, no, it's it's uh, it's called. I mean, one thing you can do is if you want to be tracked by a foreign government in the Apple Store, they've got all the different tracking apps from around the world. So oh, I did, if, I did wonder that. So, so if I want the Indian government to know exactly what, what I'm up to, yeah, I saw the um, Abu Dhabi one. So. <laughs> I'm now a foreign worker in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, the, the United Arab Emirates one um, assures users that it, it doesn't track your location. But if you actually download it, it then asks for location tracking on your phone. <laughs> like it asks to use your GPS. It's going, You're lying. It's <laughs> a bit of a giveaway. Oh, what a giveaway. <laughs> they forgot about that small detail. Anyway, there's, there is one app that, that struck my fancy. It's from a, a Silicon Valley. Valley startup, no surprises there, mm. and and it promises to actually give you a medical assessment on whether you've got COVID or not. How helpful through the app? Can it? Cannot? That's that, yeah. Oh. Before you download it, that's what it promises. As soon as you download it, it then actually makes you agree that this assessment is not a substitute for a professional medical advice or diagnosis or treatment. So it's a bit bit underwhelming. But I will. I'll open it here. I've got it actually oh. on my phone. I'm going to actually go through the diagnosis uh, right now. Um, oh, test yourself. Test I'm yourself. Test Charles. myself. Find out whether I've got COVID. So, how will you shove the phone up your nose? <laughs> well, no, no. It's no. It's it's based on a diagnostic set of questions, uh, Dom. It's very very oh. scientific. So the first one is, uh, do you have a fever? Well, actually, I I do feel a bit hot at the moment. I, I went for a jog this morning, so I think I probably should say yes to that. Have you had shortness of breath? Well, yes, I, I, um, I've had lots of shortness of breath because I was on my jog this morning. Fatigue? Well, I'm very exhausted from my jog, so I'll say yes to that. Uh, body aches? Well, yes, I'm, I'm terribly sore. I, I didn't stretch enough before I went on my jog, so I'll answer yes to that. <laughs> Have I had nasal congestion? Well, I, I did do a lot of coke on the weekend. Um so yes, uh, that uh, that should be right. Very bad for fit fit drug addicts. This this app isn't <laughs> exactly. it? It's it's the diagnostic test for sore throat. I don't have a sore throat, so I should say no to that. Okay, diarrhea. Well, actually, I, I had far too much coffee this morning, so that probably counts. I should probably say yes to that. And finally, verbal diarrhea right now. Have you been uh, in large ca- crowds in the past three weeks? Well, no, of course well, I haven't. You? No. It's, it's illegal, isn't where, it? Where, what a giveaway. It's trying to just so I'll say no to that. So the result, <laughs> bringing up my result, what what does this yeah. mean? It means your self-assessment is that high. 
no, no, it doesn't mean that I'm high. It means I have a high probability. That <laughs> yeah. you... <laughs> it's like the, the Coke. Yeah. It's a... the high you are high. That you have contracted the new coronavirus. Look at that. Look at oh, that dear. Look. Oh, it's even in a red circle. It said the word high. That's a bit alarming, isn't it? Yeah. And what do you do next? Urgently inform your local public health authorities of your symptoms as medical evaluation evaluation might be required. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> so there you go. This has highlighted how dangerous jogging is. Mm. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> but it actually is all right. Uh, I've realised I don't actually need to seek uh, medical professional because um, I was on the Ruby Princess, so I just don't actually <laughs> have to do anything at all. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Okay, Tommy and Charles, now we, we did this in episode one. I'm going to do it again because you were so good at the game. It's the game that we call... Isolibrity! Yes, this is the game where I play you a, a reassuring video made by a celebrity in isolation. And you have to guess, just from listening to the sound of their voice, who the celebrity is. Who's, uh, who's giving us some, some advice or trying to entertain us during this difficult time. And, Andrew, this week will we have uh, celebrities that we've actually heard of? Is that... No, well, Charles, you're so out of the loop, that's impossible. <laughs> I, could, I, I mean, lining up the Beatles and Charles is like, who? Well, who's, what's this newfangled band? Now, uh, okay, let's begin with, uh, with this... With this guy right here, this is a lovely video. He's just trying to entertain us uh, with with a song, and it's a song, uh, naturally enough, about that thing we're all supposed to be doing, washing our hands. Who is the singer? Today's going to be the day that they're going to fall back to you. By now you should have somehow realised what you got to do. Wash your hands, scrub your toes, scratch your ass and pick your nose. Come on, you know. Tommy, who is it? Hmm. But it's kind of like a dubious musical sketch, so I'm wondering if it's Jimmy Fallon. That's not a bad guess, Tommy, I'm a, but I'm afraid you are incorrect. Uh, Charles, you want to have a stab at that one? Well, surely it's it's Liam from um, Oasis. <laughs> Bloody hell, Charles. Uh, Charles, yes. I mean, oh, yes, I don't know. If you, did you really think it did you really? It's think actually it was... the guy because it, yeah. like, it sounds like someone useless doing an impression of <laughs> Liam. No one else. <laughs> but Liam always no sounds No one like else it. would want to sing Wonderwall <laughs> ever. <laughs> Worst song ever. <laughs> well, they always sound like parodies of themselves. So, yes, Liam Gallagher, presumably going through a bad time at the moment because from social distancing, he, he can't headbutt anyone. Now, um, let's let's check out another uh, musical celebrity. Now, I should say that this poor, this poor old celebrity decided to host one of those Facebook Live things and he, he's trying to interact with his fans by uh, trying to figure out what what they're messaging him and who is messaging him during the middle of this Facebook Live onslaught. Let's take a listen and guess who it is. Uruguay. Hi, in Uruguay. And there was Panama just now. Okay, Skater 8. Eight. Is that your real name? I'm maybe not. Domi, you want to hazard a guess? I know who that is because I actually watched that video. I was so bored oh, you, that I watched you, Drippy Chris Martin from uh, Coldplay you watched doing it? a live gig. I had trouble getting to sleep. Did you message him? Did he, did he, did he, did he look at your new username and go, you know, useless bald man in Australia? Who is that? <laughs> only, if only he had, yes. <laughs> um, you're correct. Correct. That, that is Chris Martin. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
And uh, look, I, I, I headlined up uh, the rest of the clip to help help you guess who it was, but uh, but you've guessed, so let's just skip that. I think that's a very good idea. Yeah, let's the not hear any more. <laughs> let's not hear any more from it's the best thing about not working at Triple M anymore. <laughs> good video to check out if you want to watch Chris Martin practicing social distancing from Gwyneth Paltrow. Anyway, let's uh, let's check in with uh, with this lady here sitting in a a bathtub. Worry, I mean, th- th- this this doesn't sound like the. I don't know about you. This doesn't sound like the most reassuring celebrity isolation video I've heard. That's the thing about COVID-19. It doesn't care about how rich you are, how famous you are, how funny you are, how smart you are, where you live, how old you are. Feel free to jump in at any time, guys. It's chilling. I reckon this is Barbara Streisand. It's the great oh, not, It's not. It's not, but, but that's the right territory. That's sort of kind of. Whoever it is, is a sort of... You know, rich fuckwit. Um, mm, that, yes, you're on the right track. Oh, well, is it Gwyneth then? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not Gwyneth. You're both incorrect. It's Madonna. That's Madonna in the bath, worrying at great length. It goes on for so long, I was amazed that she didn't like bore herself to sleep and then drown in the bath. It's, it's probably the most clothed footage of Madonna in a long time. <laughs> oh, it's, it's still a pretty pointy video, Dommy. Look, you can check that out at your leisure. All right, here's one more for you, uh, Dommy and Charles. <clears throat> now, this is a, a music legend. I'm, I'm going to play you just a, a little bit of the song that this guy entertains us with in his celebrity isolation video. He's changed the lyrics of the song to, to suit the, uh, the situation. Let's take a listen and see if you can guess who it is. Hands, washing hands, reaching out, don't touch me. He didn't change the break. (laughs) Come on, you must have guessed it by now. You're supposed to jump in before the chorus. Well, I was initially thinking Bob Dylan, but I could actually hear him sing, so it wasn't that. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, Neil Diamond. Clearly, clearly Um, Neil Diamond. But you were too late. You're not supposed to wait till Sweet Caroline. Why did he call it Sweet Caroline? Why didn't he rewrite that lyric? Because that's the breakout lyric. Hand washing time. Yeah, hand washing time, exactly. <laughs> I None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. The Chaser Report is sponsored by Dr. Trump's Medical Clinics. Come in for our powerful ultraviolet light or maybe just very powerful light treatment today. Might work. Who knows? Maybe they should test it out or something. So we thought it would be a good idea to sort of have a little bit of user interaction, listener interaction in in this podcast. Uh, So I went to the Facebook page last night and I I asked people to send in their their questions and comments that they want read out on this podcast. And I can tell you now it is a terrible idea. We we really shouldn't (laughs) do this. But it's Mm. a segment we like to call... She's a mailbag. What's in the mailbag today, Charles? So the first one is from Hugh Bright, and this is actually a question I think directed to you, Andrew, which is um, Ah. how's the Dijon holding out? Oh, good question, Hugh. Um, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Uh, I'm yeah, because earlier in the podcast, I think I might have uh, admitted I haven't been panic buying it. Let's just be clear. But I have bought rather a lot of Dijon mustard because I was very worried it was going to run out. 
Um, so rather than toilet paper or various essentials, my thing is to, is to I bought a, a large number, let's just say, of mm. Dijon mustard jars. Uh, it's it's holding out. It's turned into a disaster. I have to slather the Dijon onto bloody everything because otherwise I'll never get through the stuff. Even at breakfast? Yes, I've, I've been I've been putting Dijon on my wheat bix. I've, I've been <laughs> spreading Dijon on toast. I've had to stir. <laughs> I'm thinking I might stir it into my orange juice. Uh, put it in coffee. This is a is a Dijon nightmare zone. Right. I can't wait for the virus to be over, just so that I don't. I don't have to eat Dijon anymore. That's the main reason that I want to be finished. Okay, uh, next question is from Wendy Gibson, um, and she asks, what's your choice at drink time? Is it Pinot Clean or White King? I've got a drink uh, which I call the Pinot Cleany. Uh, it's Pinot Clean and uh, just an olive um, right. in, a, in a martini glass. It's um, it's extremely – look, I haven't got COVID, so it must work. Yeah, it must work. I yeah. am also dead. You sort of gargle it a bit, or <laughs> straight down the hat. Bit of a follow-up question with tonic or without? Oh well, and it depends if you want the drink to taste horrible. <laughs> Add some tonic. I mean, the pineapple clean's not great, but the tonic's really disgusting. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> And also it adds calories, you know. <laughs> if you're drinking exactly. Pinoclean, much healthier to have it straight. Yeah. Yep, or on the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one is uh, from Josh Robertson. Uh, it's a bit of a complicated one. With the new app, will it be tallying the amount of times I leave the house to send me a big fine? Or is it like the parking vans where it just does it individually and you don't know until after each offence whether you've been pinged? I'm just wondering, uh, because as a middle-class mm. worker, in, uh, the, how is this national debt going to be pushed off onto me? <laughs> Well, I've hacked into the app and I know where Josh lives, so I've arranged for a couple of large vans to just hover <laughs> ominously outside his house just so he feels nice and secure. Look, yeah, that's that's kind of you, Dommy. Look, I'm sure, Josh, you, you're going to have to pay one way or another and, and I don't think asking the details is appropriate. I think I think you just – when the bill comes, yeah. um, just fork out, mate. It, it's about trust. You've got to just mm. trust them that they'll, they'll shaft you in one way or another. Mm. Um, okay, uh, next one is from Ben. This is a bit of a complicated one because uh, there's new restrictions. They're, they're loosening the restrictions in New South Wales, and he's from New South Wales. He wants to know that if under the new restrictions, if two adults take their two twin children to their friend's place to celebrate their 18th birthday, are they breaching the social distancing laws? <laughs> it's a bit of a tricky one because children are not counted. But what if they're turning um, 18? Look, I, th- I mean, this sounds to me like a very good uh, solution that you could give to, to high school students. It sounds like one of those high school math problems, but unfortunately uh, 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 high school students I don't think are going to be able to solve this because of all the remote learning that they they're doing is turning them to complete morons. So I don't think we're going to get an answer to this one anytime soon. Well, this, mm. the simplest thing to do with twins is just to to shun them as freaks and put them in a sideshow. That's yeah. what I always do. Mm. Mm. Just get them to develop a lifelong aversion to social interactions and then Yeah, I mean, if only, if, if only it had been done to the Veronicas, none of this would have happened. Well, <laughs> um, and finally, uh, one, this is for... Jeff King has asked this question. Will the social distancing rules and fines still be applicable if an alien mothership comes to pick up its crew? And he's asking on behalf of Peter Dutton. (laughs) Well, you're not allowed to go more than 50 kilometres from your home. So, yes, the alien mothership would still be fined under New South Wales law. 
Oh, look, mm. yeah. I, I think, yeah, gosh, the problems. I mean, boat people, bad enough, but spaceship people, they really oh. get my goat. We decide which spaceships come to this, into this country and the circumstances in which they come. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. A message from the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. In recent months, the coronavirus has really fucked our lives. We can no longer go to a Sharkies game, a wacko New Age church service, or even a secret trip to Hawaii. But there is a way forward. I am urging all Australians to do their civic duty and download the Chaser Report podcast. The sooner we all get the Chaser Report podcast on our phones, the sooner we can get back to doing the things we love, like listening to podcasts. Let me assure you that I really am Scott Morrison. And the Chaser haven't just made up this ad because their contract with Nova requires a minimum number of downloads. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. To so they get fired. Remember, we're all downloading this together. The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Now, Charles and Andrew, you might have seen in the news, Pete Evans has been fined $25,000 for promoting a device called the Biocharger. He said that it had recipes mm. that helped with Wuhan coronavirus. Now, obviously, that was dangerous rubbish. But I'm worried that people are now dismissing the fabulous Biocharger as a $15,000 bullshit machine. And it's so much more than that. Mm. Now that Pete's trying to back away from it, I've taken over as the most high-profile celebrity who would endorse the biocharger, and I've got the marketing video here to share with you. Isn't that exciting? I'm very excited. Yeah, well, I'm very excited about the idea that you might get fined $15,000. That'd be great. Yeah, when I was 25, Charles, it was almost as much as two biochargers. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a vicious fine. Yeah. He, I mean, poor Pete Evans, I assume he sold about 40,000 of them, and he's, he's had to he's had to part with almost two machines worth of money. Tommy, be careful. It's a, it's a good point. What, what have you got for us, Tommy? Now, look, if you haven't seen the biocharger, I want to describe it. It's very, very high tech. It looks like the love child of a humidifier and the robot from Lost in Space. So very cutting edge stuff. It's a big glass cylinder on a massive base. There's buttons where you dial up the recipe and lots of vertical light strips that glow with biochargery. I've got some <laughs> questions for you. Now, listen to this clip from the official biocharger video and prepare to change your lives. Introducing the Biocharger NG, advanced technology that assists in restoring vital cellular energy. What do you think the NG stands for? Biocharger NG. Oh, is it, well, they haven't admitted what it stands for. Does it, does it stand for not good? <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought it was not going to work. Was going to yeah. be my. <laughs> no, look, it's named after two scientists, Nikolai Tesla and George Lukovsky. And oh. the biocharger uses their oh, wow. cu- cutting edge oh. research from more than 100 years ago that every scientist has dismissed as bullshit quackery until now. Right. I can imagine those, those two must be um, not turning in their graves. They must be just relaxing in their graves, feeling the bioenergy vibe. Vibes right now and feeling fantastic that their name has been used for this. Now here's another part of the quiz for you. Scientific and medical studies have proven nutrition and exercise are both key factors towards optimal health and prevention or recovery from chronic illness. But there is another important factor that's often overlooked. 
So diet and exercise. And what's the third thing? Um, oh, let me guess. Um, <laughs> plugging a biocharger into your PowerPoint and sitting next to it. Is it radio waves? Is it electricity? Is You're actually it almost it? right. Here's the missing ingredient in all of our lives. A factor that's often overlooked. Voltage. Voltage. It's voltage. Voltage. Uh, this is what my doctor hasn't been telling me. Diet, exercise, and voltage. And voltage. AC or DC? Do, do we know? Um, that's a very good question. Now, it is very, very exciting, and it's revolutionary. Just how revolutionary? Check this out. Think of our bodies like a cell phone. Just as daily use drains this battery, our everyday lives diminish the voltage in our cells. So true. The biocharger is the world's first... Biocharger is the world's first what? What do you think? What ground is being broken here? Is it like the world's first human charger? Simply plug plug the thing into your butt and get recharged. Is that how it works? Like it a phone charger, but for a it, human being? Exactly like is. a phone charger. That is their marketing pitch. You're understanding, but they call it something that's much cooler than phone charger for human. They call it a... The world's first subtle energy revitalization platform. It's a subtle energy revitalization platform. So subtle that some people mistakenly think it doesn't do anything. That's how subtle it is. Um, but it does. Let me reassure you. The, it, what it does is it bathes your body in four energies at once. Light. Okay, that was easy. Frequencies and harmonics, whatever that is. Uh, voltage. They say just like a lightning storm, only somehow this is totally safe. Also, at the same time, it earths or grounds you. Now, that's normally what kills you when you get voltage in a lightning storm. But here, it gives you wellness, guys. Wellness. Wouldn't grounding you discharge the voltage? Like, isn't that the whole point that the voltage thing goes through into the ground? Hey, don't get all scientific on this science, Charles. Sorry, you, you can call me Nikolai Tesla from now on. <laughs> now, look, it has it has all kinds of positive effects for your lives, including... The biocharger helps align and sharpen the mind, accelerates muscle and injury recovery, reduces... What does it reduce? Uh, reduce your ability to disbelieve in bullshit, maybe? <laughs> Doesn't it reduce the money in your wallet? <laughs> That is true by $15,000, but it also reduces this. Reduces stiffness and pain in joints. Stiffness and pain in joints, which is uh, very, very impressive. So you just sit in front of the thing for 15 minutes, all the lights flash, and then it works. And now you're probably thinking now, is it medically proven? Well, we can't say that it is medically proven, but we do have this very impressive uh, testimony. So I was dealing with long-term chronic illness that was really keeping me down, and both mainstream medicine and alternative medicine failed to find out what the problem was. So regular medicine failed him, alternative medicine failed him. So he turned to alternative alternative medicine and the biocharger. Do you think that this wonderful gentleman got results for his unspecified chronic illness? Turned to not medicine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he got results. I assume he must have got results because otherwise he wouldn't have given the the testimonial, would he? You're right. Is that the before and and they went back to him for the after and he was dead? (laughs) He's the after. He's very excited about it. Quite simply, it turned my life around instantly, especially after I purchased one. I started using it every single day. Although, if I'm honest, the medicine that was most effective for that guy was actually the weed. I want to leave you guys with this challenge. I want to sell you a biocharger today. Here's what my challenge is for you. When your cell phone battery starts to drain, you recharge it. So why not do the same for your body? Why not, Charles and Andrew? Why not recharge yourselves with the biocharger? Um, $15,000 is That is not? true, although the most common response is because Pete Evans is associated with it. The Chaser Report. More news. 
less often. The Chaser Report is sponsored by Dr. Trump's Medical Clinics. Are you worried you might have coronavirus? Have you tried disinfectant? What about coffee or maybe house paint? Come in today and we'll inject you with something to see if it works. Now, we've been talking about window hunts. I've been trying to explain, you know, in the days leading up to this podcast, I've been desperately trying to explain to Charles Firth the concept of the teddy bear hunt. Uh, There's this this global phenomenon. Anyone with kids who are below the age of school would be across this phenomenon. It's it's pretty much the only activity that you can do at the moment Mm. is... You, you're allowed to go out and exercise, right? Mm. And to make that fun for the little kids, they look for teddy bears in people's windows. So all around the world, people are putting teddy bears in their windows to give the little kids something fun to hunt for. Um, now, Charles, I, I have tried to explain this concept to you again and again and again. You still can't get your head around it, can you? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't quite get it. Why would that be fun? Why? why like, well, it's for, you, you're not a three year old child. You've got to remember what it was like, right? You, know? the, you, you get excited by teddy bears. The joy of seeing seeing some teddy bear hanged by a noose in the window. You don't have to hang the teddy bear. No. Who's hanging the teddy bear by a noose? What neighbour's doing that? You said it was hanging not, teddy bears. They're positioned in the window oh. so that there's something adorable for kids to walk past right. yes. and look at. You, they're not on a tiny little gallows uh, with a teddy bear hangman yeah, standing there. Charles. I sort of th- sort of thought it was some sort of like Halloween scary thing. I, I now I now sort of understand, but right, right, look, just... you have no soul or imagination or brain. Okay, okay. So now that you've got it, right, now, yeah. I mean the other thing is is rainbows. Okay, you may you probably may have seen. Had you gone outside, a lot of people put rainbows around as well, which I gather is a thing to just try and make us feel optimistic yeah. and, and rainbowy. But now I've got a problem. Charles and Dom, which is that my kid is sick to death of looking for the bloody teddy bears because mm. you're not allowed to go far, right? So she's seen yeah. the same dozen teddy bears <laughs> like 30 times. She's so fed up with going for these teddy bear hunts. I think we need something new to put in our windows yeah. for the kids to hunt for. Well, I think I think Charles just take Charles's suggestion, get all your neighbours to put the teddy bears on gallows, that way she won't want to see them ever again because they'll be horrifying. <laughs> it would certainly add not some suspense. It would add some suspense, especially mm. if each day they changed and got closer and closer to being hung. Like Hangman, the game Hangman. Look, <laughs> I, I live near Charles actually and I, I, he's not the only person who doesn't understand this game because uh, in our neighbourhood there's not a lot of people who've embraced this game. But the thing that we have done that my daughter finds absolutely adorable is when we go for a walk, we do look at the beer bottles outside people's homes. Everyone's drinking <laughs> their heads off in lockdown. You maybe get like you get five points for a vodka bottle. You get 10 points for a case of beer outside Charles's house. There's all these bongs and spliffs and uh, you know, mirrors with a suspicious powder. Although that's worth 50. Um, so that's a really fun game. And you know what? It's it, math. It keeps on giving. Math. It's, it's it really math. good educational game. That's a great idea, Don. How many how many brain cells has Uncle Charles destroyed with the amount of booze that's outside his house? I think you've solved this. I think you've solved it, Tommy. This is brilliant. I think we should declare it right now. Um, teddy bear hunt is over. It's a global beer bottle hunt is going to take over for the kids. And look, if you've got a photo of a massive stash of empties outside your house, send it in via the Chaser Facebook page. We want to celebrate the person with the biggest isolation empties collection put out your empties australia the chaser report news you know you can't trust the chaser report is sponsored by dr trump's medical clinics 
All our treatments are 100% guaranteed. They're beautiful. They, they really are a thing of beauty. But if they don't work, we were being sarcastic. International Global News World Roundup. It's time to catch up on some of the most important news from around the world, Charles and Andrew. In the UK, out of sheer boredom, a woman has dyed her poodle bright green to surprise her mother. It totally worked. <laughs> How bored would you have to be to go through the effort of holding down a dog for long enough to dye all of its fiddly poodle fur bright green? Well, I, I think boredom should be measured on a scale of one to watching Adam Sandler rom-com movies on Netflix. And, and I think this comes before watching Adam Sandler's Netflix rom-com. Actually, if we dyed Adam Sandler bright green, those movies might be actually entertaining. <laughs> what do you think the poor dog felt during this ordeal? <laughs> How was the dog for? Well, that's the question. We should we should consider the dog, shouldn't we? I imagine the dog felt a bit green. Yeah. <laughs> How else she would feel no, in a situation uh, like this. I, I think the dog would have been fine with it. I mean, it's not as if he's he's in quarantine too. He's not going to see other dogs <laughs> anyway. True. So it's just like getting a quarantine haircut. Well, it is, isn't it? He's yeah. yeah. Did he post himself on Instagram? This dog and go look. He was using a green screen, so it didn't work. Oh, <laughs> oh. well played. Now, look, a lot of people have been doing stuff with their hair during isolation. Mm. We've seen, you know, ISO beards, weird haircuts, a lot of dye jobs because people can't go to the hairdresser or don't want to. So we get seeing the natural colours come through. Are you guys tempted to uh, to experiment during this period? To experiment. Mm. Are you talking about haircuts still or something else? With an ISO beard. <laughs> ISO beard or maybe a oh, hair dye. Look, Tommy, I ca- oh, see the thing about the haircuts, it's fun for a while, but we're looking at potentially months and months and months or years of, of this. Mm. I can see people getting over the haircut thing quite soon and, and knowing the human race, I think people are going to start pushing the envelope and pretty soon I reckon we're going to start seeing some some ISO pubes. I think that's where it's headed. I I reckon people are going to start doing things with their pubes and posting them. Just you wait. This is my prediction. Mm. I hate to be pubes Stradamus on you and all this, but (laughs) if you think the the green poodle is one thing, I reckon there's going to be a few more green poodles appearing pretty soon, if you know what I mean. Yeah, put out your rainbows. Mm. What makes you think... That that hasn't already started happening, Andrew. It's that's what I'm. Oh, are you? Is is it? Is this a thing? Well, I haven't. I haven't looked up the hashtags. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't looked up hashtag isopubes yet. But I'll check it out now that you've mentioned yeah. it. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's a bigger phenomenon than bloody window hunting or whatever. It's ah, called. right. Yeah. Yeah. Because of course we've got pubes. I mean, everybody got rid of their pubes, didn't they, in the 2010s? But I guess during mm. during these restrictions, you, you can't go and get that done anymore, can you? I assume it's a health risk. So I guess everybody must have grown them back mm. and that now they'll be wanting to do some topiary for um... so my 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 son has has always wanted me to my nine year old has always wanted me to grow a handlebar mustache. Oh, sort of yeah. oh off everything but the handlebar. He, he clearly hasn't seen a handlebar moustache, has he? He's just read about them. Well, I just think it's a waste doing it under lockdown. Like, you know, why waste all that sexual allure mm. if you can't go out and use it? Mm. He just needs to go to Melbourne and go to any cafe. <laughs> and someone will, the barista will have one. Um, now, look, over to Indonesia, where it's actually compulsory for everybody to wear masks in public. And police in Bali have been punishing people mm. 
who haven't been wearing the masks, what they do is that so the motorbike riders or whatever, they have to drop to the ground and do push-ups. This is absolutely true. I've seen a whole lot of videos of it. Uh, do you think that's a good idea? Cops saying, no, nope, give me five. Yeah. Down you go. Five, five push-ups. If they, yeah. if they tried that on me, that would be capital punishment, I reckon. Uh, yeah, yeah you're, if they tried it on me, I mean, that would be like a life sentence. Would, <laughs> the pandemic would be over before I got to push up number three. <laughs> sit-ups are worse, though. Yeah, actually, sit-ups would be worse. This is not yeah, sit-ups. Yeah. Sit up. If you really, actually, if you really wanted to punish someone, you, you would make them do burpees. <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, Should we do this here, though, do you think? Do you think um, rather than, you know, all this laborious thing of fines and so on, should cops just be going, nope, give me five, down you go. I reckon that, that in parts of Australia that would be seen as a very bad punishment. Like, like I reckon in, you know, Queen Bean or the outer suburbs. <laughs> Just about any city in Australia, that would just be terrible. People would go, no way. They still accept envelopes of cash. I mean, they are Australian cops. Oh, well, yeah. Um, now, there's a program in the UK that obviously the NHS is under a lot of pressure right now. Uh, they're calling it Clap for Our Carers. What they do, I think once a week on in Sunday evening or something, the whole nation stops and applauds NHS workers who are putting themselves in harm's way. And a UK man called Jack Pegum wanted to take this to the next level uh, by clapping for 24 hours straight or 24 hours of applause and he streamed his attempt online. I've got to say, it's not the most exciting video I've ever seen. It's 24 hours of this. Which I suppose also sounds like sex. But anyway. <laughs> yes, he's not even very good at clapping. That's the irony of that man. I mean, his claps were all irregular. He's, they've chosen like the worst clapper in Britain to be the face of this campaign. <laughs> what? Do you reckon you could do it? Clap for 24 hours? I reckon it's quite hard. Like your hands do get sore, don't they, after a long period of, of applause at a gig oh, or they something? Would, they would. And I mean, oh, look, oh, God, one of the things that they recommend specifically so that you don't catch this virus is that you get plenty of rest. This guy <laughs> is putting himself in high. He's, he's risking everybody's lives to clap this way. I think my concern would be that I'd slow down after <laughs> like an hour or two and it would just sound like a sarcastic <laughs> clap. <laughs> You're slow clapping the workers. You'd be arrested. There'd be a headline the next day, wouldn't there? You know, Firth arrested for slow clapping health workers. <laughs> when I first heard about this story, though, I actually thought I thought it, I didn't realize it was clapping the worker. I thought it was trying to get the clap, like it was twenty four hours of him just trying to get the clap on video. Well, that on I lockdown. would watch. That I would watch. <laughs> so look, the good news is oh, he succeeded. Uh, he managed to make it all the way through the twenty four hours. And when he hit the eight pm deadline, you'll hear the audio here. His flatmate gets mm. very excited. And Jack made, I think, an extremely English speech. Have a listen to what he said after setting this amazing record. Yeah, There's the flatmate. Uh, so, there we are. so there we are, is all he could think of to say. He had 24 hours to come up with his speech. <laughs> he should have given the guy a clap. <laughs> Maybe for 24 hours. It made me wonder, though. 24 hours. I mean, maybe we should consider doing something for 24 hours for charity. Mm. Oh, for 24 hours, Dommy. 24 hours in a row. In a row. Oh, I know, I know, I know. What about this? FAP for our carers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. The Chaser Report. Less news. 
more often. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Although, actually, we've got a breaking news headline from Bic Danamuno. Yes, guys, news just in. John Farnham has announced his farewell tour has been tragically cut short after just 15 years. Back to you. Thanks, Vic. Uh, and uh, remember to check us out online at chaser.com.au. Uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and, and even on TikTok now, guys. Did you know that? We're on TikTok. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I didn't know and don't care to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited for whatever platform that is. Yes, exactly. Well, uh, and search for the Chaser Report podcast in your app of choice. And remember to hit subscribe to make sure you get reminded each time we drop an episode uh, so you can then ignore it. Uh, We'd like to thank our producer, Radio Mike Liberali. And uh, we're going to leave you this week with a very exciting new podcast from The Chaser uh, that we've been working on for for a long, long time. Hi, I'm Charles. And I'm Beck. And And this this is is The the Chaser Chaser Tech Tech Podcast. Podcast. This week, we all wear smart nose rings. The Samsung Galaxy Bluetooth nose ring promises to vibrate every time you get a notification from your smart tube. Is that a good thing? Or will your fridge get jealous? And I take a look at smart pizza boxes. It's always useful when your pizza box can see and hear everything you do. But what about the privacy concerns? We talk to one maker of smart pizza boxes to find out his opinion. That's the Chaser Tech Podcast for Cashed Up Millennials with Charles and Beck. Download it now to your smart nose ring. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.